Welcome to Waking Up to Grace. Uh, full grace, nothing in its place. That's that's our slogan, and that's what we stand for. And uh, there's a there's a lot to be found in that meaning, you know. And uh, the reason we started our ministry is because uh, every time you look at somebody's doctrine, there always seems to be some yeast in there, so to speak. You know what Jesus said to look out for the yeast of the Pharisees. And uh, we don't we don't support those things here. We stop at nothing to to deny the the flesh. And just as the apostle Paul said, I put no confidence in the flesh. And so we don't want to put any confidence in the flesh. So today's message is about the hope of divine intervention. And and I'm going to be showing you how amazing God's grace is, how amazing God's sovereignty is, and um, and how people that people that mock God's sovereignty and say, we're not puppets, we're not robots, you know, they obviously misunderstand completely. They, uh, they don't get it. God, God causes a change of heart and we love it. We love every minute of it when he changes our hearts. And um, so, you know, if, if you think that's just weird, like some sci-fi film, like invasion of the body snatchers, God's just going around reprogramming people. Well, if you're bothered by that, you haven't been converted because your life is so much better, you know, once you've been converted, you're spiritually free, you're spiritually alive, you're free in Christ, you're alive to God, and there is nothing bad about that when God causes that to happen. So uh, this this passage was, or this message was actually brought on by uh, a pastor who was saying um, that we shouldn't pray for unbelievers because uh, we can't pray them into the kingdom. And, uh, you know, this is a, an example of the yeast of the Pharisees here. You're, you're saying not to pray for your enemies, not to pray for the unbelievers. That's not scriptural. Uh, all we can do, in fact, is pray for them. And that's good because our God can do anything. He's capable of anything. And here's why. And here's some examples. Do you have a stubborn, have you ever had a stubborn friend or family member, you know, that you've been working on, you've been evangelizing, you've been pointing out the message and they just don't get it. They, it just seems like no matter what you're going to say, no matter what you show them, they're, they're not going to come around. And uh, there's hope in that. Don't stop praying for them. There's hope because God can change the hearts. I've seen it happen. I've prayed for it to happen. And uh, although we aren't the ones who control that, we can certainly pray people into the kingdom because God, because God answers the prayers of the righteous. And we are the righteous in Christ. We are now the righteous. We have the heart that he's given us. We have the spirit that he's given us, his spirit, and then our new spirit. We're a new creature. He will answer prayers, especially when they're in line with his will. That's, he's not a genie in a bottle. But he he teaches us how how to pray in the spirit. If we're praying for something that's not spiritual, those prayers might not get answered. And maybe it's not his will. He is sovereign. We have to remember his will. We weren't there. I went I went through this in, in uh, one of my more recent videos. You know, if somebody's challenging his sovereignty, where were you there? As he said to Job, <laughs> were you there? When he created the world, were you helping architect the world to the point where you can question? Anyhow, um, you you have to think about other things too. So you just the the starting the stubborn friend or family member is is one thing, but then you have babies. What about the babies? You have these cute little cuddly babies, and in scripture, there's nothing about babies having an intellectual chance. 
you you hear hear Jesus saying that you have to have faith like a child, and and uh, you know that there's babies out there that he loves, but we're born dead in sin, right? Uh, so what about the babies? Well, you know the proponents of free will had to make up a doctrine. They called it age of accountability. If you if you want to tell me I'm lying that they made that up, we'll try to prove it. Try to prove it in scripture. You're gonna you're gonna look at. I'm not even gonna point out the passages. You're gonna pull up a a passage that needs a lot of discernment and that is vague in a lot of ways, and you're gonna make a doctrine out of it. That's that's not how you. That's not how scripture works. You can have hope that that what you think that that passage should mean is true. Otherwise, you can just have hope in God, hope in Christ. Because he is the one who can change the heart of any creature, any human, any any human that has the spirit and the soul, he can change. He could cause a baby to believe. He could cause a baby to have faith because he's the one that distributes faith. He's the one who gives us belief. Those are gifts. So pray, pray. If you have a baby you're concerned about in your life, you don't need to get it water baptized to prove that it's going to be saved, to give yourself a fake peace of mind. Give yourself a true peace of mind and pray to God. If you're one of his, he's He's there for you. He's not going to let you down. Just pray. Pray. Your prayer could be the, the difference for that baby. You know, I mean, you're a saint. God listens. Just because everything is preordained, doesn't mean that he doesn't listen. If you're praying, that means he gave you, that probably means that he gave you that desire, which is a good sign that something is stirring up when you have a spiritual desire. So pray. There's hope. There's hope for babies. There's not hope when we make it, have to make an intellectual decision because no baby can make an intellectual decision. They're going to be lost. And so there is no saved babies under free will doctrine. You have to make it up. So another point against free will and the fact that it's actually evil because babies just don't have a chance. How about mentally challenged people? Here's another area where free will falls short. How are the mentally challenged who cannot intellectually discern things correctly going to be saved? God's just going to say, well, it's too bad they just didn't have the smarts. I created them like that. Come on. You know, people mock God's sovereignty, and, and, and they did it in Romans too. That's why Paul had to answer them in the way that he did and say, who, is, who are we to question him? God can change. God can change the heart of a mentally disabled person. So don't lose hope. Don't believe in the free will yeast that he has to come to a decision and be fighting yourself tooth and nail, trying to get that poor person to try to force belief on him. Be patient. Pray, be patient and pray and teach and uh, help them along. God can change their heart. And when God changes their heart, everything changes. I mean, think about just your own your own intellectual in, uh, inferiorities. Have you ever just had a bad thought, like an unbelieving thought? Have you ever challenged your, uh, just had a thought that was saying like, well, what if all this isn't true? What if this is all fake and, and, and I'm going to die and there's going to be nothing? Have you ever thought something like that? Because I think most people probably have. You, you can't help but have these fleshy thoughts and these intellectual uh, mishaps. Because in the let's face it, before we become believers, we're in the flesh. And all we think is fleshy thoughts. That's why God needs to wake us up with his grace. 
he needs to wake us up. We don't wake ourselves up. We're not, we don't choose to be born. If you ever heard somebody say, I chose to be born, wouldn't you think they were crazy? Well, why, why do we think it's so crazy to think that we didn't have a choice in the second birth? Come on. The only hope that we have in our salvation being secure is that God promised it. And if you don't believe that he promised that, then you're silly. And if you believe you made a free choice, but then you believe in that promise, it doesn't make any sense. You're mixing two different messages. It's either God or you. You can't put your will above God's. If God isn't sovereign, what's the alternative? If God's not in control of your life, who is? Think about that for a minute. Free will is not a pretty doctrine. I wouldn't want a free will even if I could have one. So getting back to the point, uh, what happens with free will doctrines is they limit and disable the grace of God and leave it all up to the human intellect. Um, it's a, uh, they, they turn to the gospel into something that they can call easy, easy believing and uh, basically point the finger at the people that uh, don't believe and say, basically speaking, you have, you, have, you have no common sense. What's your problem? I don't understand why you don't believe. And I, and I hear you, I don't understand why people don't believe in my human flesh, but in my spiritual mind, I know. I know why they don't believe, because the Spirit hasn't opened their eyes yet. And we have to face that. We have to realize that under either doctrine, some will go to hell. And we have to, you have to come to terms with that. And that's a tough thing for the Christian. That's, that's the, you know, the side that as humans, we don't want. And that's why Jesus teaches us to pray for our enemies. He knows we don't desire that. God doesn't love sending people on to hell. He he created this whole world. He didn't he didn't create evil. Evil sprung up on its own. He allowed it to happen though, didn't he? And so for what purpose? For our purpose, so that we can learn for the saints. It's okay. It's okay and we have to we we have to put our faith in him that he is loving and not be challenging his sovereignty. Free will doctrine is fleshy. It's fleshy. It's It can only be preached in the flesh because it's not spiritual. It doesn't come from scripture. There's nothing spiritual about it. So if you have a preacher preaching spiritual things and then they start preaching that, they're back in the flesh again and nothing makes sense. You hear double talk. You hear things, you, know, you hear them going uh, against themselves in their own uh, in their own passages that they support. Somebody will support uh you know, for example, you know, we'll, we'll look at the passage where Jesus says, I, my none will be taken from my father's hand. None. We're, we have security. And then when, when Jesus says, I'm praying only for those who you give me, somebody might say, well, that was written to the lost sheep of Israel. That was just specifically to them. Well, if that was specifically only to them, what about our security and salvation? Well, the thing is, is that it was, you know, the passage did say that he was speaking in the terms of a lost sheep of Israel, but he was speaking in terms of, of God's sovereignty as well. And that's in all of scripture. Paul teaches it about the Jews and the Gentiles, and it's and it's God's choice from, from Jew, Gentile, all the way down to the believer. And that's why we can have hope in those passages that God won't let us go, because Jesus was speaking to them. But he was speaking also, and it applies to all believers, all believers, because he promises us the Holy Spirit, and that will never let it go. 
And he also promises, uh, also teaches us that uh, that God has a sovereign choice and we we shouldn't be trying to fight that. Let's get rid of the flesh, get rid of trying to hang on to silly things. We 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 come wired for the flesh by nature. So listening to this free will doctrine, just it, it meshes perfectly and fits perfectly like a puzzle with our fleshly needs and desires. But it's not spiritual. It doesn't it doesn't jive with the grace of God. So you're going outside of the spirit when you think those things and when you teach those things. So, you know, you you know, you have uh, the, the John 316 passage that we talk about over and over. Whoever whosoever believes will have eternal life. And that's uh, that's amazing. It's amazing. But why do they believe? Why does one person believe and not the next? What causes it? What's the influence? Were the, was there any influence there? Was there something guiding you when you came to belief that wasn't guiding somebody else possibly? Were you chosen from the beginning? Did God know that you that you were going to make it? Of course he did. He wasn't going to let any of his go. That means that means that when you came to belief, he protected you before you were before you were born again, he protected you. Because he had a purpose for you. He's going to protect all those. So the bottom line is that we we can have faith. Uh, we can we can have hope. There is no hope in free will. All there is is beating yourself over the head, trying to make sure that you do everything and evangelize to everybody just so perfectly so that they can understand. But we can evangelize freely. We can evangelize with hope. Because we know that there that there's going to be some believers out there. The apostles didn't go out there thinking that, you know, all, all these people just had a perfectly free will. No, they went out just the way Jesus said he went out to the lost sheep of Israel. They went out to preach to the elect. And the apostle Paul makes that abundantly clear. And so do all the apostles. So it's a, it's a very clear message. And uh, I just, so, you know, that was about it for, for this, uh, for this message. I just wanted to point out some of the the great things about God's grace. And, and uh, you know, when you start putting things in its place, it may sound pretty. It may, it may give you some confidence in the flesh, but you don't want that. We don't want confidence in the flesh. We want to follow the heart, the heart that Christ gave us. And nothing comes out of our heart that's unspiritual. So if something unspiritual is coming out of us, it's coming from somewhere else. So let's let's put faith in the spirit. Let's put faith in God and let's have hope. Let's have hope for all those unbelievers out there. If you're an unbeliever, bro, uh, <laughs> unbeliever, uh, you know, I, I welcome you here to check out some of our content. And I and I pray for you. I pray for all of the unbelievers of this of this world that God will shine his light on them and open up their eyes. I know not all of them and not everybody will be, but I know that that he will choose all of his. All of his will come to believe in, and he will never let them go. And if you're one of those, rest assured that uh, he's never going to let you go. You've been forgiven as far as the east is from the west. You've been made perfect forever, according to Hebrews. And uh, we're in the process of being changed, uh, being sanctified. It's we're, we're perfect now, and we're perfect when we first came to be Christians, even as infants. Uh, in God's eyes, God sees has made us perfect, and uh, we have this this uh, this new identity that we have, and we can rest assured 
we can rest in knowing that his will will be done in our lives because Ephesians, Ephesians, Paul tells us that he had these works prepared for us in advance, just the way Paul said he was set aside from birth. So were you. You were also set aside from birth. You are a special, noble creature in God's eyes, and uh, he created you to be that way. And now you can freely, uh, you can freely express that. Uh, however you wish. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to get distracted by the flesh. Of course, you know, these unnatural things, we're righteous now. So sin is unnatural, doesn't feel right, doesn't feel good. Those things will take place. We haven't been given the new body yet. We haven't uh, gone to heaven yet, but we still have a lot of heaven here on earth with the spirit living in us, something that the prophets never got to experience, but only could see from afar. So let's rejoice in that. How about it? Amen. You guys have a good day out there and, and uh, may God bless you.